Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. I want to thank you for joining me this evening as we are going to be talking about this topic tonight. And this is a topic, and I'm waiting on my special guest to call in because this was something that he, he kind of brought to my attention. And I tell individuals, I have this platform, and it can be used in a lot of different ways. And part of it is to share information to help individuals in their personal growth as it relates to relationships, develop open lines of communication, and also give them a voice to be heard. Now, social media is real interesting because you can find pretty much anything you want on YouTube. And I always say, even when you're shopping, you can find what you want on Amazon. So, but when we're talking about these these things and trying to gather information, we don't want to use social media as a platform to self-diagnose or there's good information, there's bad information. But there's been a lot of information out there as it pertains to relationships. Now, like I said, me being a licensed marriage and family therapist, I do couples counseling, mental health, domestic violence group, anger management group, codependency. I do a lot of stuff. But what I don't want to do is therapy in my own relationships. <laughs> Be it a dating relationship, a marriage, or even with my family. I don't want to be the therapist. But I kind of taken on that role. Now, when it comes to relationships, many individuals, like I said, have their own perspective as to how it should go. One would say, and talk about a dating relationship, because I just heard something when I was on, I think I was on, it wasn't YouTube, it was on Instagram. And it talked about we need to normalize non-romantic relationships. I like them kind because they're platonic. I ain't got to worry about all that. But when we talk about non-romantic, some individuals will say it can start off non-romantic, but it's going to be romantic because they connected because somebody was attracted to somebody and somewhere around the, down the road, boundaries may be crossed. But is that true? Do non-romantic relationships even last longer? Because with today's topic, which I want to tell you about, when we talk about a dating relationship, one would say, hmm, should be 50-50. Others believe, well, if he ain't paying my bills, they say no romance without finance. And others may say or agree, we need to have two incomes. But then sometimes resentment kicks in because they make these promises for better or for worse, and it ain't happening. Communication is key, but honesty is a must. So we're going to be talking about traditional relationships as they're changing, non-traditional relationships. I want to know what is your thought. So let me bring the man who brought this topic to my attention. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Ed. How are you doing? Oh, I'm 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 on. <laughs> Look, how are you doing, Jeanette? I am well. You asked me to do something, and I've been doing it, and I've been consistent. I've been doing it. Now, I changed the topic a little bit because we're talking about relationships, and I thought about it because I heard it be said, a lifetime partner. You know, 
many individuals get married around Christmas, New Year's Eve. A lot of individuals make these New Year's resolutions. They talk about what they go do, what they ain't go do. Social media has when it comes to what relationships are supposed to look like, you know. I don't think I'm going to go outside on Christmas Eve and see a Lexus with all the bow on front in front of it or on it. I keep commercials that they put out there for Christmas. I don't think that's going to happen. Not right now. Give me like three more years, maybe. But you know, but what is your take? And I know you brought something to my attention as it was talking about being fifty-fifty in a relationship. But what is your take on some of these things? Because you and I are much older. And if you want to call in and share your thoughts, because I want to hear from if you're a teenager, because you're not in school right now, or if you are a young adult, are you thinking about dating? Are you married? I want to hear your thoughts because I want to talk about partnership. Help me. Amen. Mr. Ed, first of all, what made you even want to talk about this topic? Because it's one of those kind of topics that needs to be talked about because um, it's still a hot topic after all these years when I first, um, you know, noticed it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you, you know, still got people. You still got people arguing about the fifty-fifty or one hundred or whatever. You know, I mean, people still don't. Well, I, I think people don't really understand the concept. Okay, what that means. Mm-hmm. So fifty-fifty you know, means you only come in halfway. While one hundred like means you bring it all to the table. And yeah. so people just don't understand or comprehend that. Correct. Correct. And you know what? And that's true because. Part of it, I believe, was learned. And growing up in the 70s, you know, we watch or I watch my mother do things, my father do things. They really didn't do things as a partner. It was more dominating that the man was in control and then women started wanting to fight for their rights because women didn't even have the right to vote until the 70s. And many women were homemakers, uneducated. And they were looked down upon. And then we saw this shift. We saw a lot of our, and I want to say black men, we saw a lot of our black men become incarcerated, individuals with dealing with struggling with addictions, mental health issues. And it's like, how can you partner with someone like that? I remember being a kid, and I used to, I loved my uncle's marriage because to me he was a hardworking man, but he had some issues. But I remember his wife was a nurse, and she would go to work every day, and he was more hands-on and was a mechanic, and, you know, but he had other kids and all this other stuff. She didn't go nowhere. But I would never forget I was about 15 years old, and I couldn't understand how he was on drugs, she wasn't on drugs, but then she later got on drugs. And one day I needed a ride to a, to my school because I was about to for a football game. And all I had to give them was a Snickers, and they were sharing a Snickers. They had this partnership and this relationship to where today they're not married, but they're still friends. But when you think about the things that you saw, did you ever think about the term lifetime partnership, Ms. Yeah, because I've um, you know I've I've experienced um, different um, couple relationships. I mean, like for instance, my parents were together 
you know, until I was like in my early, I was in my pre-teens when he broke up, okay? But I was still um, involved with my dad. My dad just moved across town, but I was still, you know, he was still in my life. I was still, you know, with him and stuff. And, um, but before that, you know, I remember, you know, seeing how him and my mother got along. They got along real good, you know. But they got to a certain point, a certain things happened, and they went separate ways, you know, which was kind of crazy. I didn't uh-huh. really know the whole story until right before he passed away, and he finally told me what 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 happened. So that was kind of a bummer, but that's a, that's a story for a whole other time. But <laughs> the point is, um, you know, I I saw you know what you said, uh, um, you know the, the 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 partner thing. You know, um, you know, my dad was very defensive of my mom. Okay. Uh-huh. And um, you know, if I see for instance if, if I did something wrong, my dad was right there with mom. <laughs> you know, even though me and my dad was close. Uh-huh. But he would defend her quick. It was something I did it was something I did that upset her or something. He would jump on her side. Yeah, boy, why are you upsetting that upset, that upsetting your mama like that? Woo, woo, woo. You know, so they were like teaming up on me. I used to, I didn't like it, but, you know, well, but I, I realized what was going on. He was backing his spouse. He was, he was actually helping on sharing and raising the kids and dealing with the house situation. So well, that Mr. was a partnership type of thing. Mr. Ed, that is true. But then again, a man's role was different back then, too. And how we well, and I, I, I see where you're going, Jeanette, but let me say this real quick. I understand exactly where you're going, but this is the thing. You also have to realize, outside of what you saw on TV or heard from other people or maybe even personally experienced yourself, there were different situations. Like you were saying about your uncles, for instance, um, there's different situations where some people got along better, some people were more partners than, than uh-huh. others, some people were just strictly you know, he works and she takes care of the house. That's it, okay? Uh-huh. While you had others that worked hand in hand, they helped each other in uh-huh. each other's roles. You know, uh-huh. I knew couples. Well, I knew couples where, like as you said, this, like this you had, scenario, yeah, Ms. Ed, yeah. here's another mis- scenario. Because, um, like I said, my parents were partners in certain areas, so they just didn't get along. But they stayed friends. Mm-hmm regards to making sure that our needs was met and they did the best they could with what they knew. But I'll give you an example. As I'm watching on television in regards to Jimmy Carter and his wife, Jimmy Carter's 99 years old. His wife just died. They were married 70-something years. They had a partnership. She played a yeah. very valid role even as a first lady, and now they're trying, and the main, every time I keep hearing over and over and over and over again is, is he going to make it to this funeral? Is he going to make it to this funeral? Now, he's doing his best to perhaps get to this funeral because he didn't want to miss being there because they were partners for 70-something years. I was um, talking to a person the other day about my rheumatologist, Mr. Howard Kay, and I he had been my doctor for 20-something years. And even when I would go see this man, the one thing, he was a very good rheumatologist. He never put me on medication, but he loved his wife. He loved his wife. And this man's wife died in Poway as she was murdered protecting the um, 
the guy, I want to set up for you, so it's going to go, I don't want to disrespect anybody's religion, but he was there too. And, and I was reading different articles, but I was talking to a woman the other day, and she said, script. And I said, how's Dr. K doing? She said, he died. I said, what? I did not know that man passed. But after his wife died, he had a hard time. When I saw him on the news, when it was, I was like, oh, my God. This, this. And he loved, so some individuals may experience or strive for a partner. Where some individuals, we took that social media, we be hearing 50-50, if he ain't, ain't no romance without finance, you got to have the bills, you got to pay the cost to be the boss, you got to. So there's a lot of perception out there of what a man is supposed to do versus a woman supposed to do. And whatever people agree upon, my mother used to say, if you like it, I love it. Because we're not here to tell nobody what to do. But like you said, I want to create a dialogue so we can talk about where this comes from. Because even when I got married the first time, I remember my uh, friend asked me, because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was just trying to get the hell out of Compton. You know, then I got married again. It, I, I didn't know. I, I love I love being a partner, I but I never really connected with someone and we had the same goals or we talked about dreams or I had my dreams, and I would support theirs, but I don't think I ever really had anyone that wanted to support mine, that really wanted to be my partner. And even in my last marriage, Mr. Ed, one of his biggest things was, and it drove him nuts, was his view as a man and him feeling that he could not provide for me. The things he wanted to give me. I remember that man told me one time, if you have a baby, I'll buy you a jag. I'm almost 50. What the hell am I going to do with a baby at 54 and jag? If I wanted a jag, I'd buy my own jag. You know, but that was his mentality of what a man was supposed to do. And when he could not financially do what he wanted to do, he left because he didn't want to be a burden on me. But now you've got some men, they don't care if they're a burden. They don't care asking women for money. They don't care. And I'm not saying you shouldn't help your partner, but if that ain't your partner and that's just your boo or that person just a boo, why are you wasting your time? So you see how things have changed? And you've got women that are, we got we have the cougars, we have the gold diggers, we got the, the uh, it, it's, I'm like, really? So in your, and I believe you're in your 50s, so I'm throwing our age out there now. Mr. Ed, is it really realistic to even want a lifetime partner? Because I know I do. I want a partner now. I ain't trying to be doing all the stuff that I was doing in my 20s and my 30s. In my 40s, I was ready to settle down. But is it really possible? Or do we have to go with this 50-50 or a man's supposed to do this or the woman or the man is intimidated by the woman or the woman? I used to tell people, people used to tell me, Jeanette, you don't know how to be submissive. I do. But... I'm not gonna follow you if you don't know how to lead. I'm not gonna. Why am I gonna do that? That don't make no sense. Help me out, Mister Ed. I'm gonna let you be my therapist for a minute. Help me out. Is it possible? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, well, first off, um, I, um, you know. I mean, I really don't want to agree with you when you keep on saying, "Oh, we're older and da da da." I'm not. I don't consider myself old. I always tell people I'm mature. I did, I did. I just been in numbers. 
because we got people out there that are dating <laughs> young individuals yeah, that are angry. We got. I had to tell a person today, Mr. Ed, not to cut you off. I was talking to a gentleman today about the fifty-fifty thing, and I told him, I said, "This is my thing. I don't mind being for dinner. I don't. But don't invite me to dinner and give me the bill. That's disrespectful because you don't know my finances. You don't know what I got oh, going first on." Of all, that, that, first of all, that's kind of tacky. You know, that's tacky as heck. People will you know, do that. Yeah. They'll be like, ooh, I sure want to go to Red Lobster. Or, ooh, I sure. You know you ain't got no money. Can we talk about it mm-hmm. before we go? Before That's why I said communication is key and trust is a must. you got to communicate. Now, we both sit up here talking, and you bring up, hey, you know what, Jeanette? Dang, Red Lobster shows sound good. Now I learn to say, who paying for this? Because don't just get me there. And you didn't prepare me, and I didn't know. Now, I'm not going to invite you to dinner and expect for you to pay for the meal. If it's my invite, I will pay for it. I don't have a problem with that. But you got some women that feel like they've got to pay no matter what. They, I disagree with that part because I don't believe yep. that a, it should be a gender thing to where a man should have to pay. All the bills. I work with a lot of couples, Mr. Ed, and some of these individuals are pissed off and resent their spouse because they're doing their best and they're not getting no help. I don't want, as bad as Jeanette want to go buy her another house, even though I had the 3,000 square foot home and did all of that, and I listened to my last husband tell me, I don't want to move into your house. I would rather buy another one, which I could have went on and moved by now, but I didn't. I've been sitting here for almost 11 years, and he passed away. But the thing is, I was trying to be an obedient, a wife that was going to trust her husband. Uh, and he, he used to tell me before he died, that was the only thing you listened to. You didn't listen to nothing else. That was the only thing. I would take pictures of the house and be like, you talked me into giving up my house. You know, but I'm good because, I'm, I, you know, there were some value in that, so I can't really complain about it. And when he passed away, I did have enough to where I could have went and bought something else, and I bought a Cadillac and see it because he promised me a Jag, so I was able to do that. But the point that I'm trying to make is, Mr. Ed, is when we start talking about these partnerships and building and teamwork, and I want to read a post that someone had, um, that I saw that was posted on someone's post on Facebook, and, and like I said, it's so much information out there, but are we doing it right, and are we teaching our our children the right way to do it? You know, my daughter was sent me a thing talking about a year do it. She said, I want a you do it, man. And I was like, wow. And I'm not saying you got to do everything, but this was the post. It said, she worked, I worked. I spoil her, she spoil me. If she ain't got it, I do. And it says, when she got, well, she, no, let me write. It says, she worked, I work, I spoil her, she spoil me. If I ain't got it, she do. When she ain't got it, I do. Get you a teammate. There are so many people that are sucking the life out of people. There are so many individuals that are even on Facebook that are not even real. Living in Tobuka, wherever, send me a thousand dollars. My mama just, died. you're lying. 
this is where we're getting in a lot of trouble, Mr. Ed. And I'm not saying online dating is bad, but do you even know who and what you connected with? We are missing red flags. How can you be in a relationship if you're not even relational? We talked about situationships. We talked about um, open relationships. But this resentment, people, there are some individuals that are going alone and get along, but how can we do better? How can we have the, the Jimmy Carter's? How can we have the Obama's marriages? I was upset when Felicia and Amal Rashad got divorced. I thought they made great partners. But Debbie Allen is still married to Norm Nixon, and people thought that that wasn't going to work, but it did. I, I like the fact that Ice Cube is still married with his wife, and you don't hear nothing. Nothing bad about them or Denzel Washington, and I'm going to say my other one, um, Boris Cujo and his wife, Nicole Parker, which her mama needs to give me a call. But these are, we have some examples of partnerships out there, Ed. So why are we focusing on this social media? What is it? Is it the, the drama behind it? What, do you, what is your take on that? And what I said by we're older, meaning, we're in, I know I'm in my 50s. I don't know exactly how old you are, but been through some things as far as marriage and relationships. And that's why I say it. I'm not giving up on my lifetime partner. I think I'm good now. I think right now I'm in a good position. But what is your take on that? Okay, you got a lot of stuff to, uh, that I got to uh, unload. I mean, to uh, open up here. So. I really didn't want to um, announce this on your show. I guess I might as well because I don't really hide this because people that follow me on Facebook and um, have followed my blog talk shows and on YouTube or wherever else I'm at, people that know me, you know, my public followers or whatever, Twitter, whatever, pretty much everybody knows my age, Okay. And, um, you know, so this past October 30th, I turned 63. Okay. Okay. Um, and uh, so I think I got like six years over you. Uh-huh. That don't mean I'm old. That just means I'm mature. <laughs> didn't say that. Didn't say that. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw this out here. I'm going to throw this out here. And I should call him on the phone. But I remember when I was in my 20s, and the guy that I was dating was, I think the oldest I've done was 11 years older than me, maybe 12. 12 was probably the oldest, 12 or 13 years different. And it's crazy because on his birthday, and I'm 57, so 67, 68, he's 68. He told me, I'm going to marry you when I turn 70. Damn, I got to wait. Now, my mother always wanted me to marry this man, but I knew better than to marry this man. But he always would say when I turned 70. And then I listened to a woman say the other day, get you a man that's going to change your diapers. Have you a person that's going to be there for you when you need it? She said, I was there when my my husband was there when my mama died. I was there when his mama died. I was there. But when I was in my 30s, he didn't know how to do that. But you going to tell me you're going to marry me when I turn 70, when he turns 70. As a matter of fact, now I'm about to call him and see if he answers the phone because I need him to know about lifetime partnership. He don't know how to do that either. 
so let me see if he answered the phone. I know people get tired of me doing this. You coming over here to give me some? You dirty dog. You know you're wrong, right? And and, I, and I'm going to tell you, you are on my show. And you go, as soon as I dial your number, the first thing you're going to say is, are you coming over here to give me some? Yeah, you want a massage. I want one, too. I don't even know where you, I ain't, never, I ain't even in your house that you've been there. <laughs> and look how long ago that's been. No, I want to hear that. Okay, listen. You own my show. I got a question for you. You got a what? I have a question for you. I got you live on the air. Right now? Yeah. And that's the first thing Girl. you said to me. <laughs> the topic is lifetime partnership. Oh, my God. And we're talking about relationships. And when I thought about you, I thought about you telling me that I had to wait till you turned 70 for you to marry me. When my mama was trying to get you to marry me 15, 6, 17, 8, probably years ago, but I got to wait till you're 70. Only two years. <laughs> only two years? Okay, only two years. Okay, so what is your take yeah, on a you lifetime? Don't have me live. Uh, are you serious? I'm serious. I was really live when I asked you that question. Yes, you was. Oh, God. Yes, you was. Yeah, you do me. You just threw me under the bus. People going to think I'm a hoochie. See, you wrong for that, but that's okay, but that's you. That's, I'm used to it. That's you, because you always say I only call you when I'm in season. But that's good. I've been I've been really a good girl. <laughs> I've been a good girl. Thank you very much. Oh my God. No, quick quick, quick question. You ain't gotta apologize. I I look. I've been dealing with you with this for what almost what thirty over, years now. Over thirty, over 30 years. Okay. <laughs> so I have a right to answer anything I want to. Okay. Lifetime partnership. To the Lifetime partner. And this this show is heard in different languages too. They go hear it in different languages. When he them saying Jeanette said you're coming he said you're coming over here to give me some mm-hmm. I should say what you cook for dinner because 'cause I'm hungry. But um okay, lifetime partnership, what does that mean to you? Well, you know what? My mother, who had eleven children, by my father.
Dream, I think, is 52 now. Mm-hmm. And uh, when his father passed, he was 50. So I, that's how I know how long my mother and him have been together. Mm-hmm. Talk well, about old, old school, okay? Well, my question is when we talk about partnership, because I think that was what my mother saw in you. She thought we made good partners. But she didn't yeah, realize... Yes. Thank you. You used to go with that guy in the second grade. Y'all still friends? You know what? You always do that to me. <laughs> 
truth in you in that you never uh, over-emotionalize mm-hmm. or over-dramatize. And, and I used to always, and I used to always uh, do certain things, say certain things, do certain things to you and look for some kind of uh, emotions. <laughs> and you always stay even keel. Which is why almost 35 years, I can playfully tease you the way I did when you just called me. And a lot of times, you'll call me about one of your grandkids playing basketball or Keisha or mm-hmm. this grandson or Reggie. You know, and uh, but I'll, I could tease you about what I just did, and then we can go right to uh, Reggie needs this or Reggie said that mm-hmm. or something. My grandson has a basketball game or this or that. And, uh, you know, you you can walk right through me saying what I initially said mm-hmm. and, and, and go right to whatever you need or want. Well, because I don't take things personal. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> right, right. So, okay, here, here here's a question because, and, and I'm going to get to Mr. Ed because he's on the show and he wanted to make this to be his topic. Mm-hmm. When we look at, Today, you got you have adult kids that are in relationships, married, divorced, because you know we still, I already snuck and told teacher that I was trying to hook her up. She kind of got mad at me about that, but I'm going to leave that alone because you ain't been doing your part. I've been doing my part. You ain't been doing your part. Oh, boy. <laughs> we'll go into that later, but go ahead. Okay, because I know we got to catch up. We got to have dinner on that one. Um, You've always wanted to be this man, and I know that part of what in our relationship it was, you want to be a provider. That's you. Yeah. You want to feel needed. And and because I didn't show emotions, you know I've always been self-sufficient. I've always tried to figure things out. No matter whether I had it, didn't have it, I'm going to make it work to the best of my ability. You watched me do that for years. Mm-hmm. Now, what is your take on this with they say men or a man should pay all the bills? Do you, even when you were young, know how to ask for help if you are falling short and you need your woman's help, even though you know that you want to protect, provide, and proclaim, you're looking for a partner, you want to help mate, what is your take on that? Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, You go back to ancient Africa or ancient Egyptians, uh, they had a dual relationship. Mm -hmm. They didn't didn't, uh, debase the woman and put her down or, or, or anything like that. But I, I always thought when, when me and you were together, uh, there were certain things that I leaned on you for, depended on you for, entrusted you with, and and, and just trusted you, period. Uh, I knew if I worked and provided, I knew you were a good store manager. Mm-hmm. I knew that about you, and I trusted you. I, I remember uh, when I was married to Angela, and uh, one of her students had a basketball game. I went to the basketball game. It was an early morning game, and I and I was talking to one of the dads of the team, and, I, and we had a conversation. I said, hey, look, man, I got to go home and cook my wife some breakfast. And he started telling me, well, you ought to read Corinthians. <laughs> well, I, I, and I, I knew where he was going. I, I'm from... Uh, Two grandparents with that. Mm-hmm. 
And I said, brother, whatever brings my house order, mm-hmm. I'm going to do. The first law of the universe is order. Mm-hmm. What brings order? So I think that me, I, I let Jeanette do what Jeanette was good at. Yeah, you did. So, uh, so if, if, a lot of times, if I just seem like, I, you know, I was just on the bandwagon or just, you know, because you were good at it, and I, I entrusted you. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I still trust you till this very day. Mm-hmm. I know that. I know if that. You, if, you, if you tell me that I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. I believe you. Mm-hmm. I believe. So I. I that whole that whole chauvinistic uh, approach, you know, uh, I, I I believe it. Mm-hmm. I believe in you, and, and I don't think I, I don't know what that whole uh, a woman thing, man thing, but uh, I trust I trust you. Mm-hmm. Now, but when we start talking about that, and and we're not talking about in regards to masculinity or manhood, and sometimes individuals are, you know, because you got some men that will look for women because you know a lot about me had changed, but I never changed. Still the same type of person that I was even when I was driving a school bus. I'm still that same type of person. So that didn't change me. It, it really didn't. So. I started making my circle smaller because I had to because everybody didn't want a partnership with me. So I may have lost some lifetime friends that was beyond my control, but I never tripped on it. But we started talking about a partnership. What do you think make a partnership in a relationship? Trust. Okay. Trust. That's the first. Thing, that's the first thing in any relationship, mm-hmm. trust. And for me, uh, you know, I, I, I believed in you. I, 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 look, I remember believing he was 36 years old, and I remember he was 8 years old. And I had this uh, thing about, what do you think about this girl that I'm dating with? And I used to always talk to him as, as best I could as an 8-year-old. And I remember telling you, he said, Jeanette is more of, when I said, which way should I go? He said, Jeanette is more of a kid's mom. Just, mm. just meaning that when he, as an eight-year-old, he was saying that you're more proactive in our lives and furthering our development as him as an eight-year-old and me as a grown man. Mm-hmm. Just with an eight-year-old right You know that was my boy, right? That's my boy. <laughs> well, of course. Of course. Just, Even when I see him with his mama, I'll be like, that's my son. <laughs>
people that's been hurt, broken, wounded. And and, and it's funny with, with with Rick talk about even with his his last marriage. It's crazy because I'll never forget Rick when I told you I said Rick, that woman wants you. You're like, no, she don't. She don't like me. That woman don't want me. That woman, I said, Rick, that woman is attracted to you. You did not believe me. <laughs> I said, and I apologize. I owe you this. I said, make a pass at her. <laughs> and you did. And, boy, you was in trouble after that. <laughs> but I knew and I saw what you didn't see. But you didn't get it because she needed and wanted something different, and it was different from our relationship, so I was always a threat to her. Now we could. I see her her public. We speak. We talk. We whatever. But but back then, she was like, "Mm mm-mm, I can't stand you there. Nope. (laughs) I don't trust that. Nope. But she didn't realize she came and played on my playground. I didn't go play on hers. I didn't. She didn't know that. She thought she was she thought she was getting the upper hand, but she wasn't me. She wasn't me. And sometimes when we talk about these things, and sometimes you can't really break that up. You really can't. But when we start talking about this partnership and it being lifetime, a lot of individuals now are not even headed towards that direction. And I like what you said in regards to making your home. You want that balance and you want that peace. And I, I was going somewhere when I was talking about toxic individuals. There's a lot of individuals that have been hurt, that, that's been broken, that are out to get whatever they can get. They, and it's really sad. We have to learn how to heal. We have to learn how to talk to and not talk at. Now, if you're okay with it, my mother used to say you like it, I love it. If you're okay with this person being cat raggedy or out there sleeping with multiple women or sleeping with multiple men, that's on you. I'm not going to live like that. I mean, Rick, you know I'm not. I ain't doing it. But by that same token, we got to stop playing these games with ourselves and be able to ask for what we want and stop making abnormal normal and getting back to deciding what is normal. Even though what's normal for you may not be normal for me or what be abnormal. Because some people like situationships. Some individuals, they they okay with being mad at their wife because their wife don't work, but yet they don't know how to go tell their wife, baby, I need some help. Let me share something with you and your audience. The most educated group in this country are black women as a group. Uh, the most incarcerated people in this country are black men. Mm-hmm. Most people don't know the number one uh, cause of death of black people is abortion. Mm-hmm. Now, how ironic is that? The number one <laughs> uh, death is abortion by the m- most educated group in the country. And killing the most incarcerated groups in the country. Mm-hmm. So, so we're talking about what your mother saw in me, uh, somebody who was complimentary to her daughter who was a go-getter. 
And so, you know, one thing that we, I think, particularly as black people, is recognize that we have an illness, a mental illness. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, black women uh, weave their hair, lighten their skin, cut their noses, and brothers kill one another. We have this whole skin thing about light skin. Colorism. Skin. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we have a, you're a psychiatrist, you know, we have a lot of mental illness. But we also have a lot of trauma. We have yeah, a lot yeah, that's of... A, that, that, and that's where it all starts, with the trauma. Mm-hmm. You know, the glory of the group. I, I recommend this book, Post-Traumatic Slave Syndrome. Mm-hmm. Why we all act like we do. Mm-hmm. I've already, always recognized that you were good for me. Now, why... You know, it's like a vitamin. Somebody tell you, hey, man, you take this vitamin, take a teaspoon of uh, olive oil, virgin olive oil, everyone, it's going to be good for you. This vitamin is going to be good for you. You were good for me. Why did I take it? <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, know, you know what? You, you know what? Uh, and, and, and this is the thing, and this is where I get in trouble. I was good for a lot of people, but a lot of people wasn't good for me. And I'm like, I was just stuck. I was literally stuck because when we talk about partnership, I make a damn good partner. I do because I know what I'm supposed to do. You know what, Jeanette? I looked at you like a good favorite mom. You were always there for me. Always there, man. And and that's that's the illness of it. Mm-hmm. You know, how, how could I acknowledge that and then not take advantage of it? I know, because <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. And, and, and I'm sure there's a lot of brothers and sisters out there that know just what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And, and, okay, but here we go. Here we go. And, and you know, I never threw anything up in your face. I never even talk bad about you. I never, we all, we good. We, we always have been good. But when we start talking about this partnership and lifetime, a lot of times, like I say, individuals go in it with the wrong mentality from what I see. And we go in it with unrealistic expectations. Or I heard people say, I have no expectations. So if I don't have no expectations, I won't be disappointed. But that's a setup. That's a setup because you're selling yourself short. You know, you taught me to believe in my worth and my value. You looked me dead in my face and said, why do you and your sisters and mother date men that are beneath you? And it wasn't even a power thing with me. It wasn't even about comfort. It wasn't even about it wasn't about none of that. I didn't have an answer for you because that was all I knew. Now, it's just like one of my mother's, I think her last boyfriend, Clifford, just passed away. And I realize now I dated a lot of the men that my mother dated that I didn't like. I did the same thing. Tisha tried to break the cycle to where she's like, mm-mm, I want you to do it. I want a partner. I want someone to build with. I want someone to grow with. I wanted that, too, but I got a little bit here and a little bit there, and I'm putting a piece here and a piece there, and I didn't know. I really didn't know. But now I do know. So when you know better, you do better. So I get it now. 
and even though now I'm older. And that's why when you said, well, when I turned 70, <laughs> but you know what? I'm going to say this. You look damn good for the age that you are. So look, 70 ain't bad. You know, um, I, 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 I was sitting in a mile. Uh, Mr. Farrakhan came to San Diego about 25, 30 years ago on a Stop the Killing tour. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I was there. And I remember him saying, it takes, he said, Elijah Muhammad said, it takes a man 70 years to learn how to live. That's what he told me. Mm-hmm. Remember I told you that? I remember him saying that. And there was a murmur in the crowd saying, I ain't you know 70 years old. And I, now I understand. Mm-hmm. I, I understand because I kept, you were, there you were, and I kept thinking I could play a little more. <laughs> I could do this just a little longer. And and I, I, I always entrusted that you would be there. <laughs> so the first thing I tell you is when you call, is applying mm-hmm. my selfish um, slave syndrome. Mm-hmm. You know, what you going to give me? You know what I know, and I don't bite the bait. <laughs> Not no, no more. You know, and, and, I, and I know you don't, but, but that's part of my whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know, girl, you coming over, you doing this, you doing that, you know. And uh, instead of cherishing Secure. 
So we have to, and I was listening to a person say, and, I, and I'm bringing up social media stuff, and one of the things the woman said is we need to change our appetite. Yeah. You can't have a lifelong relationship with a broken, toxic, unhealed person. It ain't going to work. Correct. You gotta first identify it, acknowledge it, and yeah. be willing to do something different. See, if you you may not realize, but over the year I've been doing things different. I couldn't keep doing the same old stuff over and over and over and over again. So I had to sit back and look at Jeanette. What role are you playing? What are you doing? Why? It's a. It was a movie called Something About Mary, and my and Reggie is overprotective, and he get on my nerves sometimes too. But Reggie has been this this person over me, watching everything everybody do, and and who coming to my life, who, and he be getting on me. I be like, Reggie, get your own life, get you some business. I ain't trying to have no initial relationship with my adult children, you know. But I would love for them to find a lifetime partner so that they can grow, they can set the foundations, they can, and Richard don't realize his daughter is about to be one, about to be 21, a little one about to be 16, a little one about to be 15, and you got almost an eight-year-old. Get you some business. Find you a partner that can help you where you're lacking. It's, it's team building. It's team building. And, and you know what I just thought about, and I'm going to put it out there. We've been through so much together, we even became this, and I'm not going to use the word disabled, but we developed a disability at the same time. When I messed up my knee, you messed up your foot. <laughs> we even went through that. But we did what the hell we had to do. Very cool, very cool. Now I'm dealing with arthritis. <laughs> But that's where you build this partnership and even lifetime friendship. Do you know a lot of individuals don't even have lifetime friendships? Very true. Because people come in with a hidden agenda, with an ulterior motive. And look, all of us have a chapter in our lives we don't want read aloud. Mm-hmm. So first of all, we need to come to grips with that. Mm-hmm. And I... And to my first uh, AA meeting, and they told me, because I was always constantly talking about my father. He wasn't there. He wasn't this. He wasn't that. And they said, let's start with this, Rick. Forgive yourself, and we'll help you forgive your father mm-hmm. or whoever you thought he was not. You know, because the, the movement should be forward. Mm-hmm. The movement should always be forward, but Uh you cannot treat yesterday like it didn't exist. Uh True, true. You know, with with that old saying, uh, your past makes you and your present makes your future. Correct. So you can't ignore your past. I remember one woman said, my family knows all the buttons to push. (laughs) And and, and she said, because they installed them all. They installed the buttons. They know which one to push. But you know what? I want to say this because I know we're running out of time and we just got a new caller calling in, and I want to hear what they have to say, too. But I do want to say this when we talk about this. This is what I teach my clients. Change your language. 
when you change your language, you look at it from a different perspective. And when you look at it from a different perspective, you're able to acknowledge it. And I heard T.D. Jake say on a sermon about the um, um, about your oil. Or um, and one of the things we gotta learn how to tell people no, and be okay with yeah. it. We gotta we gotta stop these codependency issues. We gotta stop enabling individuals, and we gotta stop making excuses for people. But we do have to see things for who and what they are. And some things I learned, and some people I had no business messing with in the get-go. And then I try to backpedal. I try to get out of stuff. Okay, but somebody just called in, and number ended in 6-8. What do you want to add to this show? Because I am taking it over a little bit of the time. What do you want to add to this in regards to Lifetime Partnership? Uh, yeah, I just want to say that, you know, it's it's, impor- it's important to to uh, to bring something to the table that's going to benefit the other person, you know. And so the other person is going to bring something to the table that's going to benefit you. Mm-hmm. And so when you bring these two these two together, then it's you're bringing you know you're bringing your whole self, right? You're not just saying, "Well, I'm only going to give fifty percent of myself to this mm-hmm. person who I, who, who I say I who I say I really love and I want to I want to uh, cherish them and all this stuff, right? Well, that's not that that's not the way it works. You you bring yourself to the picture, and if you're gonna if you want the best of the best, then you got to be the best of the best. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to say this because I've way busy. I'm going to say this. Even <laughs> if you're busy. not the best of the best, be honest and be authentic. Let people know what you're dealing with. Because well, if you yeah. tell me, babe, we're going to build a mansion, but yet you ain't even got buzz there. How are we going to build this? Let me know where you are so I can determine whether I'm willing to put in the work. And if you're putting in the work, don't make me do all the work and you don't want to do nothing and you want to reap the rewards and the benefits, hell to the gnaw. It ain't that serious. But when we talk about bringing something to the table, that works for both male and female. We got to break this female mentality that men owe them something too. But they do owe you respect. Are you a you're a therapist, right? You know what I'm saying? You're you you do you do you do uh you know, you're like a uh 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 you know, like a life coach, right? No, I'm beyond a life coach and I'm not okay, minimizing okay, the life okay. coach. But okay, I'm a life okay. coach. Let me just... I do a lot of okay. different things. And okay, a lot so of I don't know I don't know okay, I don't know I don't know, but and, and when you have people come in there male or female but when the when the man comes in there, and when he when he when he realizes that 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 the woman he thought was the prize, but he didn't realize he was the prize. Well, and so you got to you you got to straighten that out for him. How you do that? How you do that? Oh, so, this is what I do. I tell people this way, busy. I cannot keep you together, and I cannot break you up. You made a decision to be with this person, and it is your decision. All I'm going to do is give you resources and tools to help you think. Now, sometimes individuals are in relationships where they handicap one another. They overcompensate. They hide things. I will bring and I will talk about the elephant in the room, even if you don't want to talk about the elephant. 
in the room because we're going to talk about it. And okay. what individuals, and okay. I tell them, I'm firm, but I'm fair, and I have a very strong discernment. <laughs> so I will bring it out, and they be like, can I get out of my head? And sometimes it scares people. But it's your choice. If you love it, if you like it, I love it. I'm not going to you already did this. Don't get pregnant and say, my mother used to say, you walking around with your belly sticking out to me, I don't like him. But you already pregnant. But you thought about that before you slept with the man. So uh, I will to the forefront. Now, what are we going to do with it? So when we start talking about the healing process, just because you can't afford steak and lobsters right now, Baby, your pork and beans and weenies are filling you up. See, a lot of times we think with this lifetime partnership that it's about finances. Rich people fight more than poor people. Some people are happy poor. They're at peace. They love one another because they learn to appreciate each other and make the best of what they got. Well, but then you can yeah, take advantage of individuals and situations because they don't appreciate it. Like you say, you think that they're going to always be there, and they may not because they may evolve. So if you're evolving and the other person is stagnant and not moving, <laughs> it's not lifetime. That's temporary. And sometimes uh, if people come in your life for a season, we get yeah. seasoned people confused with lifetime expectations. Right, We got yeah. to do better. So if, if I want to know what you go bring to the table, I'm not going to judge you because you don't have what I have. I'm not going to judge you because I have degrees oh. and I got all these I'm not going to do that. And, and Rick know that. He know that. It ain't got nothing to do with that. You 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 giving them something. So that that ain't got nothing to do with none of that. This is what you're doing. Though, you know, you giving them something. If they if they don't correct. receive it. Then you must you must know that you got to get a connection with the audience because you got to find out where they are first before you can assist that. Correct, correct. But but like he said earlier, some people are hiding. They don't want you to know that. They well, don't know. Yeah, but they you, don't you, see yeah, because they wanna, let me polish this. Let me pour. I'm not going to volunteer to help you, but if you come my way, and, and 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 as we are growing together, and we are a partner, we are a team. But there's no I in team. See, sometimes people will try to control, manipulate. Oh, that ain't cool. That's so not cool. That's well, not a partnership. Yeah. Everybody's a manipulator, though. Everybody is. So it's just that well, some people I'm manipulate. Not say, I'm not some people, say everybody is a manipulator. Some people may have a well, hidden agenda. Or some individuals I'm just gonna may say have. Right now, I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to tell you this, though. But every, every, everybody's a manipulator in the sense that some people manipulate for themselves only, and that's a and that's that's a worthless life. But then some people mm-hmm. manipulate for other people's best interests, and you got to take that in consideration. Otherwise, you're just messing it all up. Mm-hmm. You know I'm gonna I'm I'm throw I'm gonna throw Rick under the bus. Rick, my mama said, <laughs> 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 "This is recycling wasn't even recycling." My mother told me what time she said, "Well, Leshawn ain't gonna never be broke." Cause he is good for CRV. I said, "Ooh, that cold." I'm gonna throw all the cans and bottles out there. She didn't realize what I knew. She didn't know what I knew. You <laughs> see, good for CRV. She was paying attention. <laughs> oh, I said, "But the point that I'm trying to make is, we should want to do better." 
we should want someone that's going to bring value into our life and not someone that's going to enable us, handicap us. But some individuals, it's like I heard a person say, men marry up, women marry down. Yes, yes, yes. And we date the same way. We date the same way. Wait, wait, hold on a second. I have I'm 57 years old. I'm 57 years old, lady. What does that put me on the up or the down? No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like this. I have friends that I have been friends with for years that are going through divorces with men that are trying to get a cash out. Now, I dodged the bullets because I ain't never really had nobody come after me for money or I got to pay alimony. I got... But now I got to be mindful of these things to make sure that a person don't come in. Like we said, I'm not a very emotional person. So you ain't going to just come yeah. with me over and marry me and be thinking, well, I want $10,000 a month alimony. The devil is a liar. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't come and give me no $10,000. What's going to make you think you believe $10,000? I've been a call rig, baby log, and everybody else get that motherfucker. No, <laughs> stop. <laughs> but the point I'm trying to make is I know women – that are going through these things because they married down. That person wasn't looking to be a lifetime partner. That person wanted to know, what can you do for me? How can you help? They went into it that way, though. They went into it that way, though. That's my point. They didn't go into it the way that you suppose they would go into it, which is when they go into it for love, they're not looking for love, okay? They're going into it for love. Yeah. But if they're going, in, but if they're going so into it for a booty call. See, here's, here's the thing, Wade Dizzy. Some people will say that they love you. They ain't looking for love. They're looking for help. They ain't, love ain't got nothing to do with it. They're looking for help until they run well, into a brick wall. And they, there are people, that men as well as women, that will go out and use and manipulate, and at the end of the day, they wind up with nothing because you thought you were slick. And that blew up okay, in your face. Well, well that's, 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 a, that's a dead-end road right there. Just all what you just said is a dead-end road, you know. Because <laughs> they wasn't looking for no partner. But, see, if they, if they went to this woman and they noticed this person or a man, you know, and I'm going to say this, a widow man, will find a wife faster than a widow woman because a widow woman don't want to mess up her money. But a widow man don't want to yeah. be alone. So he's going to remarry because his, he's looking for someone to be there with him. The woman is looking for security. The man ain't. So well, you're going back to the old days now. <laughs> In the old days, a woman would stay home, and a woman would, the man would make the money, and she would take the money that was necessary, what she got, and she would make that money stretch. She would stretch that money as far as she could, so everybody could benefit from that. So what? That was a job. Uh-huh. That was actually uh-huh. a job. And uh-huh. that, I'm way busy because you know what? I have heard men say, "I worked hard. I gave my woman my check." I had an allowance and now, because she didn't even pay the rent. She went and did, she gave the money to her mama, her sister, got her hair done. She was not responsible. That yeah. works both ways. But here we go again. Your partner, did you take time to know her? 
when you made this investment and poured into her, was she an asset or a liability? That's where we, when we start talking about partnership, that's when we start talking about teams. That's where we, you know, and, and Rick knew, if, if I didn't have it, he had it. If he had it, I had it. We worked together as a team, and we made an awesome team with our kids. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly what we did, and the kids respected us for that. Yep. Yep. And we didn't know no better. We were just doing what they had we even if I had to deal, and, and you know what is crazy, Rick, because people still wonder how do I get along with baby mamas. And you know, I always, I ain't never had no problems with your baby mamas. You, you <laughs> would take my vehicle and go take Grace to the, I saw Rick in a car with your, and you, I never had no problem with you taking Grace nowhere in my van. I had a woman play me, though. She played me like crazy, dude. I'm telling you, man. And, and, and I was taking care of the babies. Like, I would jump. I had a camera on them. You know, I would be everything they needed. I was there. And yeah. so they were, they would make comments, you know, intellectually speaking. They would think that they're speaking over my head, but they would say things. That, and I would catch some of this stuff, and I'd think, think to myself, maybe it's just me tripping, you know, because there's nothing that I'm doing that's what I would consider to be um, unfruitful, mm-hmm. you know. I'm I'm trying to invest in people and, and 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 make a deposit of love so that that people can benefit from it. You know what I'm saying? So these people are tripping, man. I'm like, whoa, whoa. Oh, but they, they gotta want it. And, and I know we went over time. And one of the things is sometimes we make bad investments, and that's okay. And not well, be where you want them to be. That's okay. Jesus but we start Christ, to man, you can't fucking say it's bad when it was a good thing. You what you mean? I'm not going to say I know everything in my life that, and, and I know that some individuals can be an asset, some individuals can be a liability. I, I get that. I've learned and I've matured and I've evolved. So before we end the show today, Mr. Ed, what do you want the listeners to know about a lifetime partnership, if they even want it? If what you're doing is working for you, keep doing it. But as you age and you get older, my mother used to, my mother used to say, you're going to F yourself into bad health. Don't create all of these bad relationships with all of these people, like a man coming all the women he done slept with, and now you all broke down and don't nobody want you. You know, don't do that to yourself. Find you a partner that you can partner with, and y'all can grow old together, and y'all can sit there and talk about these things. Because you know we have a good time, Rick, when we are together. You know we do. We have fun. We, you I so miss you not coming around the holidays. Every holiday you would show up at my house with your kids because you knew I was cooking. <laughs> Every holiday. You stopped that years ago, and I, I know why, but you used to do that. When your family came to town, you brought them to my house. Very true. You know, that's the way we were. That's how we was. My family come around, where we're at, let me call them. Here you go. And you show up. <laughs> so... That's a lifetime partner. You want someone to make a commitment. So, Mr. Ed, what do you want the listeners to know before we end the show today? Mr. Ed? Um, right. Um, 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 I forgot what I'm going to say now. <laughs> um, basically, um, if you... Um, once you have a lifetime partner, you have to um, 
My my best advice to people that are looking for a lifetime relationship or partner or whatever, um, first of all, forget that whole idea of looking for love. Mm. You don't look for love. You look for friendship. If you find somebody that you can be a good friend with, somebody that you know got your back, somebody you can trust, somebody y'all y'all on the same page, y'all flow together, you know, you got a yin yang thing going, that's who you want to be with. And then the love is going to develop between you. Uh-huh. You're going to become each other's soulmate, you know, uh-huh. you know, because you're going to grow together. That's how uh-huh. you do that. You find somebody that you, that you connect to. You don't just meet somebody and say, I'm going to connect with this person. It doesn't work like that. If you don't have that natural flow, it's not going to work. That's why you have so many failed marriages and stuff. Because you have too many people that, that, that try to put a square pig in a round hole. There you go. Mm-hmm. You know what, Mr. Ed? I like that. Because sometimes we see the good in people that it really may not even be in there. But we want it so bad, we're trying to make it work, and we mix in apples and oranges. And it's like yesterday when I did the show about characteristics, a character trait. There are certain people that have certain character traits, and if they're not willing to work on that, why are you wasting your time? You can't do nothing with that. You really can't do anything with that. So I appreciate what you shared. And even though we know that everything, things don't last forever, but by that same token, and you and I had a long conversation about this, and we talked about taking time to get to know a person. Once you've gotten it, and you never know everything. You you really not. There's things that I still be learning about Rick, and I've been knowing him for 30-something years, that I'd be like, ooh, I never thought about it that way. I never. And there's things he hear and he, he learned about me. There's people that be on the show listening, they be like, dang, Jeanette, that type of person? Well, Jeanette, that person? Yes, I am. But by that same token, I know that everybody may not be good for me. I get that, too. I have to learn that, and I, I get it. But the lifetime is you want someone you can grow with. Paula White said a relationship is healthy. When I can be me, you can be you, we can be us. I can grow, you can grow, we can grow. Don't be jealous of somebody. I mean, this man watched me at 1 o'clock in the morning studying for tests. He watched me coaching basketball on board members or meetings. And he's seen all of that. He watched me. But I also know he's very proud of me because he watched what I went through. He watched it. He was there. But he knew. But he know don't play with me. He know don't play with me. If you don't come to me, cat raggedy, that ain't going to work. In my 30s, I would smile, but I ain't doing it no more. <laughs> I ain't got time for that. I see you, Liddell. You could have called in. I ain't got time for that, Okay. So, Rick, what do you want the listeners to know as we talk about lifetime partnership before we end the show tonight? I I think the number one thing in any relationship, whether it's with your children or um, your friends, is trust. Uh-huh. It's trust. That's that's the biggest word. And you can add anything else with it, but trust. Uh-huh. Do you trust the person? You know, you you talk about me and your and we established over a thirty, almost forty year period. Mm-hmm. That that we, like you said, a certain thing that I know that you ain't standing for. Mm-hmm. But I, I trust you. I, I I trust. Well, because you know I'm trustworthy. 
But yes. there are a lot of people that are not trustworthy, and people get upset about that. That's, that's, that's very true. And, and you need to move off of them who can who, who are not trustworthy. Uh huh. Whether it be your family or your lover. Uh huh. I mean, you, you must be able to trust your partner. Uh huh. And you are never going to ever be able to trust people. Right. I said you that's got those to trust them with. That, that, that's unrealistic. But Angela, what did Angela Meyer, uh, Meyer say? When someone tell you who they are, show you who they are, please believe them. Thank you. There you go. There you go. Believe them. You know, and I mean, if all of us have some faults, mm-hmm. all of us, mm-hmm. however, but when we talk about life and all, Yeah, and, and a lot of times, like I said, some people are just not trustworthy. And and we get ourselves connected with seasonal people, and we have lifetime expectations, and that's just not who they are. It's just not who and, they and, are. And I, I love that, what you just said. Seasonal people. Mm-hmm. Seasonal people, they're seasonal. And yeah. even in things, like I said, I, I had to realize the type of person that I was, and that's why people connect with me. But then when I'm in a relationship with someone, they get upset and confused because they wonder, why do people feel connected to you? Why? Because it was something about me. They couldn't find another people. They may have thought that they had it. They may have thought, Jeanette, like you told me, I never gave you time. I never get. I was okay with that. But, and, and, you, and, and you know what, uh, Jeanette, I, I, honestly, I don't ever remember you lying to me. Because I don't lie. <laughs> I don't ever remember you lying to me. Dale is on here. Dale say I over-explain stuff, but I don't. I don't have no reason to lie. Even if I did something that got in trouble, I still told you the truth. <laughs> so, I mean, you, I, and you know, I can't say that about a lot of people. Oh, uh, I still told you the truth. <laughs> okay. All the time. Okay, way busy. What do you want the listeners to know as we talk about lifetime partnership? What would you want them to get okay. out of this show? Uh, from coming okay. from you. Well, to, to get out of this show, what, what we're talking about is you know being able to see yourself, and if you could see yourself in love, then obviously, love means so many things. Not a seal mm-hmm. of approval. Or diamond rings, no. It means a very great deal. Trust and honesty, like this guy was saying, and how you feel. Because, you know what I'm saying, uh, in a relationship with someone else, you have to pay attention to their feelings, otherwise they may feel invisible. And so when you're examining somebody else's feelings in light of the truth that you know in your heart, then you're going to be able to bless them, you understand? Uh-huh. With your life, because what you think, what you say, and what you do is you, you know what I mean? So you're up there on the scene, if you know uh-huh. what I mean, and and uh, people are looking at you. And you know when you're on stage, man, you know, and you got an audience out around you, um, when you have a connection with the audience, that's where it's going down. You're making a deposit of love. You make them laugh, because you could be narcissistic, right? You know, narcissistic people are comedians, right? They want people's attention no, on not, them so they can make not, them laugh. They ain't funny to nobody, not even themselves. They're broken, they hurt, they wounded, and they Well, will that's true, it. that's true. So they ain't funny. That's true. That's true, <laughs> but listen, 
individuals, dealing with individuals. But listen, with we, 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 we all we all broken people. You know what I'm saying? It's just that some mm-hmm. people are more honest than other people. You know what I mean? And the ones uh-huh. that are more honest are more vulnerable to the attacks, which would be an assault placed upon the existence of the love in your heart. Have you ever had an assault placed upon the existence of the love in your heart? Oh, I've had oh. many assaults, and every time I had an assault, with with each time that it happened, it just proves to me one thing, first and foremost, uh-huh. that this love inside of me is genuine and true, and it puts a smile on my face so I can keep doing what I'm doing, you understand? Wait, wait, busy, and I want to say this because I've never met you in person, but, you know, we've talked over the years, and I know your voice. Oh, yeah. But the thing is when we talk about that love, people get that four-letter word confused, and they manipulate, they take advantage. They know people are thirsty for it. I remember Rick told me one time he was in love with the idea of being in love, and that made a lot of sense yeah. to me. At first I didn't get it, but it was he was infatuated with that but didn't know really how to do it. Because we gotta yeah. love ourselves, and if we don't love ourselves, it's very hard to pour into someone else. You indicated something about um, <laughs> watching and making people happy. If that person is depressed yeah. and miserable and broke, you can't do nothing with that person. You're wasting your time unless they want it. They have to be reciprocated as well as receive it. That's true. So That's true. And a lot of people hey, look. I've been waiting. I, I wait. I've waited many years for people to reciprocate, and sometimes they did many years later, sometimes sooner, but I learned something in the process. I learned something in the process that, you know, when you're talking right now, right now when you're speaking, like we're speaking to people right now, this is where the mirror puts up because they're going to take a look at themselves in love, you know, because we ain't doing nothing else but that, you understand? This is what This is what time it is. And you got to know some people are delay of action when it comes to responding, you know, the reciprocation like you were saying, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know what, and I know we went way over the show, and i got to get up out of here because I'm hungry. One of the things is we got to care. If you have a partner, you want that partner to care, to have the same or similar goals. They don't have to have the same attributes, but to be my partner let me know you in it with me. Don't don't be on the other side and going against me or what we're trying to build or we you know, my partner. It's like I, I like yeah. playing spades. I like playing dominoes. And I'm gonna use this mm. playing spades if those of you know how to play cards. If I play an ace and you don't have that suit, don't cut me. And this is the first time the ace been played. <laughs> you ain't my partner. <laughs> you looking out for yourself because you want the book. Uh. You want to prove you got it when necessary. Find someone you can be with or create somebody uh, uh, to, that you can be with. And that's how you can grow. Life is too short. It's too much going on in this world. It's too many people taking advantage of other people that are broken. That are We got to stop that. So when I see that stuff now, I know how to, that ain't mine. Leave that alone. Can't reciprocate it. Don't know. Mm-mm. Nope, I ain't dealing with it. So I want to thank you, uh-huh. gentlemen, and Joanne, I see you watching. Liddell, I see you watching. Ed, I see you now on Facebook. I want to thank you and appreciate you for um, contributing to the show. Next, on Monday at 2 o'clock, I want to talk about fake friends. Because some individuals surround themselves with people that don't give a fly food about them. They, my mother used to say, yeah. as phony, and I ain't going to say it's $2 bill because now $2 bill's got value. But... 
we got to make sure we don't bring in that negative energy and keep surrounding ourselves with fake people. And how do you know Yeah, you can't people? let that. How do you know? Pay attention. Uh-huh. So, again, thank you for joining me here. Purchase Ridiculous Blog Talk Radio. I appreciate you, and you guys have a good night. Thank you, Rick. Uh-huh. Thank you, Wade. Thank you, Ed. I appreciate you. Bye-bye. Okay. God bless you, man. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.